University of Virginia Health System, we're for bringing advanced care closer to home. So we're bringing health knowledge directly to you with UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If left untreated, peripheral artery disease can have serious long-term effects. My guest today is Dr. William Robinson. He's a board-certified specialist in surgery and general vascular surgery at UVA Health Systems. Welcome to the show. Dr. Robinson, briefly explain what is peripheral arterial disease, or PAD. Uh, thanks, Melanie. It's great to be here, be on your show. Um, peripheral arterial disease is atherosclerotic disease that leads to obstruction of the peripheral arteries. And the peripheral arteries are any artery in the body other than the coronary arteries. So peripheral arterial disease can involve uh, many arteries in uh, both the limbs uh, as well as the chest and abdominal uh, cavities. Um, it can be both uh, symptomatic uh, and actually silent. So it can be silent. Who is at risk for this disease? And then how would you even know that you have it? Yes. So uh, the risk factors for peripheral arterial disease are actually fairly well established, and they overlap a good bit with the risk factors for heart disease. So the major risk factors are male gender, age. Uh, so with our aging population, this is becoming an increasing problem. Other risk factors include smoking, hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia. Those are really the major risk factors that can lead to peripheral arterial disease. So how is it diagnosed and what symptoms? Dr. Robinson, if you're somebody who walks on the treadmill and gets a pain in your legs, this claudication, people don't know if it's just muscular or if it's something more. That's, that's exactly right. So the most common area that peripheral arterial disease affects is the lower extremity. And in that example you've just gave, that would be uh, sort of a classic symptom, what we call claudication. That is a cramping pain in either the calves or sometimes the thigh or buttocks uh, due to insufficient blood supply when a patient exercises or walks. Uh, that is one uh, way to recognize that peripheral arterial disease may be present. And in that case, you would need to see either your primary care doctor or a specialist in order to differentiate that from other causes of muscular pain that might occur with activity. And how is it diagnosed? Is this a simple procedure to diagnose whether there's arterial problems in the lower extremities? Actually, the diagnosis is made based on the symptoms and the examination by a physician and then sometimes supplemented with very simple testing. So if you have symptoms that are consistent with peripheral arterial disease, such as claudication, and you are found to have abnormal pulses in the lower extremity, that would be sufficient for a diagnosis of peripheral arterial disease. In patients who are asymptomatic, the diagnosis is made by measuring blood pressures in the leg, uh, specifically at the ankle. And if we see that they're reduced below a level that we would consider normal, that is sufficient for diagnosis of peripheral arterial disease. If somebody is diagnosed with this, and then, as you say, a simple blood pressure test in the lower extremities can help you determine, and what do you do for them? Yes, the, the treatment of peripheral arterial disease really, first off, should be focused on prevention. So the best way to treat it, as with many diseases, is to prevent it. And the prevention is aimed at control of all those risk factors that I uh, that I mentioned just a few minutes ago. That means having 
diabetes under good control, having hypertension under good control, having your fats and lipids under good control, um, and uh, not smoking. Those are the major things that can be done for prevention. Even after the diagnosis is made, those things remain the most important part of the treatment. So although the blockages cannot necessarily, will not be reversed by um, changing your diet or um, uh, losing weight or getting better control of the diabetes, if those things are done, the disease will become less progressive and therefore less likely to lead to symptoms or complications. Now, when we see patients with more advanced symptoms, there are definitely options for treating it. For example, in the lower extremities, if a patient has either claudication or more severe pain due to more severe peripheral arterial disease, we have a variety of options. Some of those options include endovascular therapy, where we would be able to open the blockages with combination of either ballooning or stents, for example. Other options would include surgical therapy in order to bypass around the blockage to restore blood to the lower extremity. But it's important that people re realize that control of the medical risk factors and keeping a good, healthy, active lifestyle is always the first line. Those treatments that I just mentioned, such as surgery, those should be really reserved for the most severe cases. So, Dr. Robinson, even if you do the endovascular stenting and ballooning and you open these back up and they still get that claudication, does this limit their physical activity? Because it's kind of like a vicious circle. You want them to be active and you want them to exercise, and sometimes it can be quite painful. That, that is an excellent, excellent point and actually a, an excellent question. So you are exactly right. We, the first line is to have people exercise as much as they can and to control their medical risk factors. However, if they're at a point where they can't get that exercise, that's what we call claudication, which is lifestyle limiting. And that's a severe form of claudication. In that case, we would often do either endovascular therapy or surgery in order to increase the patient's ability to walk. And that can have benefits both on prevention for the future, as well as preventing, um, preventing uh, heart disease and other uh, unwanted medical effects that come with inactivity. So it's really a balance. You have to sort of make sure that all of the medical conditions are under control and the patient is being as active as possible, but you have to offer therapy when the claudication or the pain is extremely limiting. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Robinson, and it's such great advice. Give your best advice for prevention of peripheral artery disease and why someone should come to UVA for their treatment. Yes, I think really the best advice for prevention, uh, I think, is to never smoke. Uh, and that's particularly important for any younger patients and older patients, too, because it, it even if a patient has a long-standing smoking history, um, Stopping smoking, even later in life, will help prevent the progression to the most severe form of peripheral arterial disease, which is actually what we call critical limb ischemia, which can be a limb-threatening condition. So I can't emphasize enough how important it is to stop smoking and to never have started smoking in the first place, actually. Now, in terms of if, if you do have advanced symptoms, I think that coming somewhere where you can get comprehensive care and comprehensive uh, options for addressing your particular PAD in the best way 
is why I would advise patients to come to PA to come to UVA. Uh, obviously, there's a, a variety of medical specialists who specialize in all of the those risk factors and controlling them and treating them as best as possible. And then we have a variety of interventionalists, uh, both in surgery and in other fields, uh, who can offer both endovascular therapy and surgical therapy. And when you come to a, a place where all of the options are on the table, I think that helps a patient get a treatment plan that's best tailored to their particular disease and their particular goals. Thank you so much, Dr. Robinson. So beautifully put and such great information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. For more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.